You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change Hi, the world. Kids. This is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla. And today we have a really special treat for you. Today we're talking with Nathan Hirsch. And today we're going to be talking with Nathan about how to start a business in college. So Nathan is the co-founder and CEO of, of uh, FreeUp.com. We met at CEO Space, and he, so, he sold over $30 million online. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our very special guest, Nathan Hirsch. Hi, Nathan. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing great. I am pumped up. I'm ready for this podcast. I'm super excited. <laughs> so what are your superpowers? So my superpowers is I can lift really heavy weights. Um, I go to the gym five days a week, but I have a weakness. I have a soft spot for animals. So I have a, a cute little puppy, any kind of oh. animal, pony, bunny rabbit. I, I have a complete soft spot for them. So I'm not as big and mighty as I seem. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see an animal, I have to point it out. Yep. Even I'm the if same it's way. like the tiniest lizard, I have to point it out. Yep. <laughs> so how did you get the idea to start a business in college? So I always had that entrepreneurial mentality because when I was younger, my parents were both teachers. So I was a little bit of a rebel and they forced me to get these summer jobs and I hated it more than anything else. I was working 40 hours, 50 hours a week while all my friends were outside playing baseball and in the good weather. Wow. But I, I learned so much from the, the management to the sales to the customer service, but I also learned that I didn't want to do this after college. I didn't want to work that nine to five job. And so yeah. when I got to college, I really wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know how. Exactly. So what I did was I just experimented. I just tried different things. I remember I went to the dump at first to try to find products to sell. I eventually started to buy textbooks from my friends and, and that took off a little bit. And then selling textbook led me to Amazon. And that's when I became addicted and obsessed with Amazon and became a really good seller selling baby products. So that's really how I got into it was I knew I wanted to start my own business. I didn't know how, and I just tried things until I found something that was profitable. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that's a really good idea that try new things. Like maybe the first thing you're not going to be into, maybe the second thing you're kind of into, but it's not the thing for you. And then you have to keep trying and trying until you find what you're really into. Yeah, and it goes back even before college. I remember I would open up a lemonade stand on my street, but I lived on a very slow street. There was no one going by. So <laughs> I made absolutely no money, and I tried everything as a kid. I mean, I did the lemonade, and then we, we had um, raspberries and rhubarb. We grew them in the backyard. I tried selling those, failed over and over again. So don't give up. Even if your first, second, third, fourth, fifth idea doesn't work, you have to keep trying. Exactly. So where did you get the idea for FreeUp? So as I was growing this Amazon business, and keep in mind, I was a young entrepreneur. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I became completely overwhelmed. I was working 20 hours a day. 
I didn't have time to hang out with my friends and my grades started to fall in college because I was just working all the time. And so mm-hmm. I realized that I had to start hiring people, but who was I going to hire? The only people that I could hire were these college kids and they all, all had their own lives going on from going to parties to studying for school. They didn't want to work for me. And yeah. all these 30 year old experts, they didn't want to work for some 20 year old either. So I started hiring on Upwork and Fiverr and using these remote hiring platforms because they were the only people that would work for me. But I quickly realized that all my time went from the things I liked doing, which was expanding my business, to what I didn't really like doing, which was the interview after interview after interview. So finally, one day after doing eight hours of interviews and not finding one person that I liked, I threw a chair against the wall and I said, I need to find a, a better, faster way. And that's when I came up with the idea of free up a marketplace where we pre-vet freelancers and make them available to clients rapid fire. And I know what vetting is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys do. <laughs> so how do you find people like who want to work for you? So just like I, I'm on this podcast, I do a lot of podcasts. I look for ways that I can get in front of different communities. So it might be a Facebook group owner. It might be a podcast host. It might be a business coach that has their own students. And it's the same way that I get clients as I get freelancers. The other thing that, that is so important is I created a referral program. So whenever someone sends me business, in this case, a client or a freelancer, they make money as we go. So for every hour we build a client or every hour the freelancer works, they get 50 cents for every hour forever. And that adds up. I mean, we paid out over $150,000 in referral money. Wow. But, but I did the same thing back in college. When I was buying people's books and let's say some guy sold me five books. Once I paid him out, I said, oh, by the way, I have a referral program for every person you send me. I'll give you 10% of whatever I buy from them. And so they yeah. would go out and they would go tell all their friends and, and it's just free marketing to, I don't have to go buy a Facebook ad or, or buy a billboard or anything. I just have all these people that are going around talking about free up because of that referral program. Yeah, that's really cool. So have, do you have an example of where someone was like a scammer and you had to necessarily like get them away from your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back when I first started working, I hired the, these two sisters. Um, they were in South Africa, and I hired them to do customer service. And what I found out months later was every time that they were both clocking in, it was just one of them answering both the emails. So they would just go back and forth. So they were billing me twice and doing half as much work. And it, it took me two months to figure that out. It was a very important lesson I learned about hiring people. Um, but what people don't realize when people think scam, they think, oh my God, they're going to steal my car, my house, all my money. Most of the time that doesn't happen. I mean, she probably cost me 500 to $1,000, which is a good amount of money. But in the grand scheme of life, you recover from it and, it. and it's just an expensive lesson. So most of the times I consider them lessons more than me being scammed. Yeah. We were actually, I think it was a few nights ago, my sister, she's with us right now, we were talking about scams and what we would say to people. And it was really funny because it's like, 
Oh, we came up with some interesting conversations, like pretending, like pretending you're gonna walk away, and like my sister, I think her grandfather, he just keeps people on the phone for four hours. <laughs> he'll he'll stop. He'll walk away. He'll forget about it, and I'll be back, and then he'll leave for another hour. And another hour, and then another hour, until they just bore the heck out of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, whenever I come up with a situation, let's say it's a scam or, or someone I just don't want to work with anymore, or a client that didn't pay me or something, it, it almost never makes sense to escalate it. Making it worse doesn't really accomplish anything. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, I just try to remove myself and be as respectful as possible, but just remove myself from that situation as quickly as I can and just remove all avenues from that person yeah. to contact me, whether it's blocking them, telling my assistants to block them. I'll make sure I'll check all my social media channels and just completely remove them from your life and then just move exactly. on with your life. Exactly. I think that's a good idea. Like maybe you just don't like their energy. So you move yourself from the si you remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, that, that actually happened. It's funny you're saying that because that happened today. I removed someone from the FreeUp network really because I didn't like their energy. They, they were brand new on the platform. They were nonstop complaining about everything that they didn't understand. They, I booked a, uh, I gave them my calendar to meet with me because I wanted to help. I wanted to find out what's, what's so terrible. Well, how can I help? They missed the meeting, didn't say anything, and then continued to complain. And I was like, okay, I just want to remove myself from the situation, remove them from free up. Everyone moves on with their life. Just bad yeah. in your energy that you don't want around you. That sounds weird. Like, that was on them. They missed the meeting. Exactly. And there's nothing you can do. I mean, I can spend hours trying to figure out what was going through his head, but it's just not worth it. I'd rather focus on the thousand positive freelancers that we have. Yeah, I actually have a story where I was supposed to interview this um, kid, and we tried about four times, I think, <laughs> four, three times to get him on. So first time, didn't show. My mom tried to email him, tried to text him, tried to get our assistants to call them, and he wouldn't show up. Second time, didn't show up third time didn't show up and I'm like he wanted to be on my show but it was really weird because it was like I felt like almost if people say they're gonna do something then they don't do it it's like it's they don't know what committing to someone is you know you have to show up for opportunities. I mean, today I woke up and I had I have six podcasts scheduled today, which is wow. completely crazy. I've never done that before. And I could have easily woken up this morning and emailed half the podcast and say, hey, can you reschedule, please? But I don't want to do that. I mean, I might never get that opportunity again. And these are people that they're doing me a favor. They're helping me out. So I never want to put someone in a position where they think, hey, Nathan doesn't value my time. So yeah. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to suck it up, put a smile on your face, and power through, even if that means um, taking a client phone call on a Saturday night when you're with your friends or, or whatever it is. Like Sometimes you just have to do those things in order to take your business to the next level. 
Yep. So we actually need to take a quick break, but we've been talking with Nathan Hirsch on how to start a business in college. But really fast, where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, so if you go to freeup.com with three E's, my calendar is right at the top. You can book a time to speak with me. You can create a free client account. And if you mention this podcast, you get a free $50 credit added to your account to start hiring people today. Awesome. Go check it out because he and the freelancers are super amazing. So we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back and we've been talking about with Nathan Hirsch about how to start a business in college. So we actually need to do a funny FaceTime. So we have to make our funniest face in three Two, one, go. (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing other people's funny faces. So that, that was great. One time I was on a podcast and at the end they asked me to sing and they gave me a song (laughs) and they made me sing it for 30 seconds. And so I've never had to do that before. It was totally out of my comfort zone, but it just made me think of that. (laughs) That, That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, what song was it? Oh, what song was it? It had something to do with free up. It's like some one of the lyrics was it. I don't even remember, but it, it was a very popular song. I'm just now thinking of it. Oh, that's hilarious. I need to start having my guessing. <laughs> okay. So what advice do you have for kids who want to start a business? Yeah. So <laughs> you ready for the tip that it took me a long time to learn? When yes. you're in college and you want to start a business, don't sell the college kids. College kids have no money. <laughs> Focus on growing a business in college that has a different target market. I mean, for example, my book business, I was buying from college kids. I was giving them money, which is great. They need money. But if I was trying to take a product, a service, and trying to sell to college kids, they're just not a great target market. So mm-hmm. when you do create that business in college, which a lot of you listening out there will, find local people, find Clients or customers online. Don't focus exactly. on on those college kids as your source of income. Yeah, I think um, another that was really great advice. I think something else someone could do is find something you really like to do that might profit to other people, and maybe um, you're working with like a book club or something. Have them donate books, or have them donate money to help go to the book charity or. Whatever, like, um, situation you need help with and say, I can benefit and help you with this. And like, say, let's say you like to draw and they're not, and they kind of want a tattoo, but they don't know what you could draw a tattoo for them, you know? Um, so I'm using that advice because my sister is an artist, so. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's great advice. I mean, we talked about trial and error a little bit. Sometimes you just have to think, come up with ideas, spend a few hours writing stuff down, and then ask people, talk to them, go go to your target market. What I did with FreeUp, because I was in the Amazon community, I was an Amazon seller, is I started talking to other Amazon sellers. Hey, what's your hiring experience like? Are you finding freelancers easily? And they were like, no, I'm not. It's taking forever. And then they had the exact same issue I had because a lot of times entrepreneurs, they don't understand their target. They understand themselves and they think, oh, this is great for me. I would like it. I would buy it. But does their audience feel the same way? And that's information exactly. that you, need to go, you need to find out before you invest time and money into a business. That's a really, really great advice. So one of my other questions you kind of answered already. It was you did work as a kid. So could you give us like an example of what you did besides yeah. like the lemonade stands? So I worked for two companies, and these are the only two jobs I've ever had. Um, I worked at the Aaron's Corporation, which is kind of like a rent-a-center. So um, it, it was kind of a slimy business, to be honest. And, and I, I, I love the CEO. He took me under his wings. But they get a bad rap because you're selling – you're essentially selling a TV, a, a living room set that costs 500 bucks, and you say, okay – I will pay me a hundred dollars a month for four years. <laughs> and so you end up making like $3,000 on that $500 bed set because some people can't afford that $500 um, bed set up front. So they can only afford those monthly payments. So I learned about that industry. I learned what I didn't like about that industry and that I didn't want to do it. But I also learned how to become a very good salesperson because what, when someone comes in and they say, Hey, I want to buy a bed. They don't really know the difference between a $500 bed, a $1,000 bed, or a $2,000 bed. So how do you get someone to buy that $2,000 bed when they were coming in to maybe spend $500? So I learned a lot about sales. My second job was with the Firestone Corporation, and I have nothing but good things to say about them. They were incredible. One thing that they do is they put you through hardcore customer service training nonstop all the time. So Wow. I learned so much about valuing customers long-term where if someone has an issue, you don't argue with them. You don't go back and forth. You just, you make it right. You lose a little bit of money in order to make the client happy and keep them coming back for the long-term. And I mean, I learned a lot about sales there. I learned a lot about managing other people because you have all these technicians, right? That that are working on these cars and I don't understand cars, but I have to manage all these people. And it's very similar to, free up right now. I have all these developers, right. That are building my software. I don't really understand development. I can't code, but but I have to manage all these developers and get them to do what I want when I want it. And it's skills that you learn just from being in that situation. Exactly. So what were you like as a kid? Like explain (laughs) yourself. Ooh, I don't know if I want to answer this question. So I, I mentioned my parents were both teachers, right? So I was a total rebel. I, I did not like school. I did not like being told what to do. I didn't like that I was forced to be at school. All I wanted to do was play sports, play Pokemon, um, play video games. That, that was really what I, I always felt like I, any kind of authority I was going to push back on. Um, so 
I, I always got good grades in school only because I kind of saw the big picture. I, I didn't want to end up homeless, <laughs> um, but I, I never enjoyed it. I never wanted to be there, and I did everything possible to um, rebel as a kid against my parents and my teachers until I got to college when I realized that my parents were right the entire time, and now yeah. I have a great relationship with them. Yeah. I'm similar in the stance. I don't like it when people think they can tell me what to do. <laughs> like, they'll be adults that will just randomly try to boss me around. And I look at them like, and I think to myself, you're kidding me right now. Like, no, you don't get to tell me what to do. You don't know me. My parents didn't give you, like, permission to tell me what to do. I didn't give you permission to tell me what to do. Goodbye. <laughs> There was actually a situation um, yesterday. My dad and I went to the store. Um, I won't say what store because that's copyright. Um, but this cashier, she um, she said something about my hair because it's green. And my dad said, yeah, she dyed it for Burning Man. And the woman said, well, you're too young to be dying your hair. Let me let you in on a little secret. Your hair will fry. And dad looked at her and said, well, that's one opinion. <laughs> and then she said, and then you end up bald like your dad, and you don't want that. And dad said, well, that's not necessarily bad. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, uh, I wish I had said, you're going to tell me that since my dad shaved his hair, it's bad. I was like, I didn't say anything. Because I don't want to start a fight with cashier. That was really weird. Yeah, that that's very strong of you. <laughs> I remember uh, a situation. So my, I never I never liked that in school. I was forced to take classes that I knew was never going to apply to me. Like calculus. When do I ever use calculus? Science. Whatever. Um, I just want to take business and math class and math classes that I felt were relevant. And so I had a teacher that essentially told me if I didn't get good grades in her class. I was going to be a failure in life. And she told me that. And so when I, I started my first business and we became successful, I, I wrote down exactly like what I did, how I built it. And I took a picture of myself like this and I put it in an envelope and I mailed it to her. And my, parents, my dad works at my high school. So, or he's retired now, but he used to. And so he saw her reaction and it, it was kind of funny. That's awesome. <laughs> So we actually need to do super Neva questions. All right. So you have to answer these questions as fast as you can. All right. So you can't stumble or anything. Speed. All right. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite animal? Dogs. Um, would you rather live in a hot, a real working hot tub full of hot fudge or a giant pool full of marshmallows this big? <laughs> marshmallows that sounds like fun yeah um um if you could have any superpower in the world what would it be Whew. Uh, no, I'm more than one. speed i wish i was faster i was always a slow runner i was strong and athletic but i was never fast so I, I always wondered what it would be like to just run really quick yeah i think me i want flight invisibility and um, mind teleportation. I'm scared of heights, so flying probably wouldn't be that good for me. Yeah, I'm sort of scared of heights, but not really. Like, 
Because I feel like I would be the queen of hide-and-go-seek, if you know what I mean. There's, yeah. a situ- there's a story where my sister and I, the light in my bathroom, it's automatic, so you can turn it on and off, but it turns on by itself. Yeah. And we're playing hide-and-go-seek. I hid in my bathroom, my shower. I was just standing up against the wall. I turned off all the lights. It took about 30, 45 minutes to find me. She looked right straight into the shower and didn't see me. And I'm like covering my mouth so I don't laugh because I can say something. Someone looks at, with me, at me in a straight face. I start cracking up. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's, I heard her speaking to my parents. I can't find your daughter. I don't know where she went. I'm like, and then she finally double, triple checked the bathroom and she looks. She's like, I thought I didn't, I didn't see you. I didn't know you were here. And so it was really fun. <laughs> but I have a lot of dreams where I can actually fly. So Yeah, I feel like I, flying is good long term. But how long are you going to play hide and go seek for? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorite games. All right. Would you rather be a mermaid, fairy, or a unicorn? A mermaid. That'd be cool. Like, go breathe underwater, see the bottom of the ocean. I actually like to swim where my stomach touches the bottom of the pool. And I've, and I've actually gotten really good where I can take one breath before I go under and swim across the entire pool. Wow, that's impressive. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> so our pool is a regular size pool, like a regular house pool, so not that big. <laughs> um, hmm. Would you rather be a monkey or a lizard? A monkey. Oh, man, climbing through trees. When I was in um, Costa Rica, I would, I would just spend days watching monkeys just swinging across trees. It was great. We went to Costa Rica for one of our friend's birthdays, and we went ziplining. It was so much fun, and I actually got stuck. Oh, really? Luckily, it wasn't in the middle or anything, because that would suck. I would start screaming my lungs out, but I was close to my dad because he went first, and so I had to arch my back as far as I could, and... (laughs) use my fingers because we had gloves on that would help and then the guy i gave up and just reached out my hand for the guy to grab me yeah and we were decently high up yeah that sounds terrifying i would say maybe 300 500 feet up wow (laughs) yeah um hmm would you rather have a pet dragon, like a, a big dragon, or a pet unicorn? Dragon. Oh, yeah. man, that'd be cool. And I could train it to do what I wanted. That'd be great. And toast free marshmallows. <laughs> exactly. Like, I bet a good treat for your dragon is just having toast s'mores. <laughs> but I'd want a baby dragon first and then make my million dollars by Hamlet. Train it not to cook Hamlet and get a gigantic house so that the dragon can fit. <laughs> um, would you rather be an elf 
or a fairy? Fairy. Yeah, probably a fairy. They can do more. What, what kind of elf? Like, what, what's the magical powers of an elf? They're tiny. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> I guess a fairy, you could really camouflage yourself. See, and your wings could, like, wing dye, maybe? <laughs> to dye your wings the color of the area. <laughs> um, so... To think of one more question and then we have to start wrapping up. Hmm. Would you rather be able to lift the hold a giant house with one hand or be able to do whatever you want without dying or getting hurt? Without dying or getting hurt. Doing whatever I want without dying or getting hurt. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a good one. Would you rather be super small or super big? Probably super big. I don't really want to get stepped on. Yeah. I'd probably be super small and just learn how to climb. Because super big, I feel like. Actually, no, super big because I could give people rides. <laughs> Um, but I think that wraps up for the super Neela questions. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's remind people really fast where people can go to find out more about you. Go to freeup.com with three E's, F-R-E-E-U-P.com. My calendar is right at the top. You can book the meeting with me. I'd love to talk to you about your hiring needs. Um, create a free account. Mention this podcast for a $50 credit. And me and my team are, are there to help you and support you along the way. Awesome. So would you like to join me in the sign-off? Yes. All right. Remember, kids, we all have superpowers and... Only can you can change, change the world. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Hey.